We're going to do something a little different today on the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We're going to process through in real time. So often when we are thinking of content to share with you guys and uh, things that might be helpful, relevant to current events, to life, to maybe what God's doing in our lives, we've spent hours beforehand processing through and writing our outlines, writing our rundowns as we call them. <laughs> um, and you know what? So many times I've just wished that we could hit record on the processing side because <laughs> I, it helps my heart so much to just think through, okay, what are the right questions to be asking? Mm. What does scripture say? What weight should it bear on our hearts in mm-hmm. these areas? And today the question we're going to process through is, <laughs> is a husband entitled to, or should he request slash demand, however you want to phrase that, sex well, after a nice date? Dem- demand it's is a bad It's important how you phrase it so you it, okay. can't just say however you want to phrase <laughs> okay. it because for the sake of the conversation we, we have to phrase it the way that we are yeah, talking that, about it. Yeah, that's part of how I we mean, process through yeah. is how are we going to phrase it in a way that's not going to distract from the topic at hand and because and, and, people on the internet go off the rails pretty quick if you just use the wrong word and you get the wrong <laughs> tone across. So here we are. We're going to process through that. We'll see you on the other side. I feel like this is a question that we've we we don't struggle with it. We we process through it almost always when we go on dates. I feel like, and this that we're having the conversation here today because yesterday we had kind of an extraordinary date. Yeah, we do it. Well, we've tried to do it once a year, but then of course COVID happened, so things kind of shut down, and we were not able to do what we did, which we'll tell you about in a minute. But yeah, we, we a, try to spend you know once a quarter, once a every once or twice a year, we do something that's more than just going out to lunch or, yeah. or you know an all day thing that's not yeah involving work or anything. Although technically, we did do some work <laughs> on this trip. <laughs> we're using it right Conversation. now. Conversation tax write off. <laughs> Uh, no, so what did we do? What was our extraordinary date that we went on? Um, we went to a Mariners game. So we live in Tacoma area. It's a little south of Seattle, about 40 miles. And um, we went to lunch. We went to, we just spent the day together. And his mom watched the girls. And we just got to hang out and took a bus up, enjoyed Seattle, had lunch, went to the game, which was an awesome game, by the way. We played the Yankees. <laughs> we played the Yankees. We yep. ended that was a game that ended the series. There was like forty three thousand people. People don't come to games, Mariners games like that, and it was great. Um, and then we, you know, rode the train home and just spent like all day together, and it was a lot of fun. And we were just being together, mm-hmm. enjoying not being interrupted by children, eating slow, just <laughs> holding hands, <laughs> you know, all those things that you like. You can kind of do with kids yeah. too, but there's always this pressure, at least I feel this awareness of my children, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I don't want to lose them. They're hungry. Now or they're tired. Like, we're just kind of always catering. So a day without without them was, you know, it was good for our marriage. Yeah. Yeah, but it kind of does, it always makes... It didn't Again, yesterday. we're processing this in real time. It, but yeah, you wonder, right? We And we think of the, the office, right? And we're big fans of the office. Whenever Pam is getting ready to go out on a date with this guy. It's like a new Phyllis guy, yeah. And like, Phyllis is like, you, you should sh- get the lobster. Yeah, you should order the most expensive thing on the menu. And, and then Phil- and then Stanley in the background is just, you know, he's moping. Or everything. You're going to have to put out. <laughs> and Phyllis is like, oh, yeah, and, you're well, going to have to Pam's like, out. Stanley. And then Phyllis goes, yeah, oh, yeah, you're going to have to put out. <laughs> of course, that's obviously in a secular context. If you're not married, you should never be putting out. No. <laughs> but the point is, is that there and so we joke about that yeah. because 
in I, I am always concerned, okay, as a husband, because I planned this about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I bought the tickets because it was a Yankee game. They're good tickets. I got a great deal on them. I, I wanted to take you to this restaurant, which is incredible. It's called the Crab Pot, and they take this whole big bowl of like steamed seafood goodness, mm-hmm. and they pour it on the table, and they give you the bib. It's like this hilarious experience, but it's really good. It's not cheap. And the whole time when I'm planning this, I'm like, I just, I don't want Selena to, to feel in the back of her mind that this is all just a ruse <laughs> just to get her in bed. <laughs> because I don't know, why do I think that? Like, why? Well, because we've had a habit in the past, I think, in our marriage, just, it didn't start out like that, right? Like, you date and you have fun and you're like, this is so great. I love you. And, you know, sex, I think it, it evolves during the life of your marriage, you know, at, at one point it... That was... You said we had a habit of doing this. See, this is a process. Okay, habit. I don't know that it was a habit. I think that... As a husband, okay, I would never consciously think, I'm just going to buy my wife this nice dinner. Right. I'm going to, you know, spend all this time and effort. But really what I what I really want, like all that is just a precursor to just having sex later. Right. I don't consciously think that. And no. I... Although... And is it wrong to desire yeah, that? Yeah. And that's the question because... Although I don't think it's wrong to want for a husband to want his wife sexually. Right. In those moments, especially. Not because, not because, I'm not thinking, okay, well, okay, she ordered the lobster, so now she's really stuck. <laughs> she's now she has really... To. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking. And it's not like this degree of like, okay, well, I spent $200, therefore. No, but there's this expectation, I think. And it's hard not to expect. Is the, and this is the question. Is that expectation wrong? Right. No. I mean. What do you think? I think if you flipped it for the woman, right? Like we're we're talking about sex and we're we're kind of talking about it in context of a bargaining tool, right? Sure. But we're trying to kind of peel back the layers of if you can if we go out on a date, does that mean that, you know, we got to put out <laughs> and does that mean that it's wrong of a husband to expect that? Is that wrong for a wife to say I'm tired, I have a headache, and turn over and go to sleep after a nice day like that, right? Like, what? where do the chips fall after something and like if this? if that does happen, is the husband... Is he it, being selfish? What, or is does he have a right to be frustrated? Right, right. And so one of the words that came up in our pre-pre-conversation on this was <laughs> this idea of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Or as a wife or as a husband, or am I entitled to things? Are you entitled to anything? Not just sex, but anything. Is there other entitlements within a Christian marriage? I think, yeah, there are entitlements. Like, I am entitled to exclusivity with you. Right. Um, Meaning that you are not allowed (laughs) to go and, you know, share your intimacy with anyone else. Neither of us are allowed to do that. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, and and that's an entitlement that I think is good and right and true and healthy. Right. Uh, An entitlement. I think, you know, Paul talks about this in, in 1 Corinthians, I think, 7. So start in verse one. It says, now concerning the matters above which you wrote, quote, so this is them, they had wrote, written this to him. It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. That's a kind of a platonic view. We saw a lot of this early Gnosticism, this idea that anything that's of the flesh is inherently evil. That was the belief. Yeah. That was kind of, that was the belief. And, and, and there's this deeper kind of spiritual richness that needs to be pursued and you can reject things that are of the flesh. And that was in it, in and of itself, holy. That's not a scriptural thing. We are people that have bodies we have spirits we have minds we're holistic in that way mm-hmm. so paul is is debunking this and he says uh you wrote that it is good for man to not have sexual relations with a woman and then paul starts he says but because of the temptation of sexual immorality each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband again the exclusivity right there mm-hmm. the husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights 
Conjugal means sexual sexual rights. rights. And likewise, the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Say that out loud in today's culture and you're Mm, not going to get... just did. (laughs) But the husband... I didn't say it. Paul said it. (laughs) Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. That sounds an awful lot like entitlement. And here's here's the imperative here. Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Okay, so a lot is happening there, but basically saying you have given yourself over. Right. In this marriage covenant, you have... You are entitled to my body. Mm-hmm. I'm entitled to your body. Mm-hmm. And I am not allowed to withhold from you. Like, think about that. And you're not allowed to withhold from me. We can already see where this is going. This could go wrong, right? Because right. there's this, it almost feels like a holy, like exclusivity entitlement. We're married. So these are, these are the rights and privileges that we get to have. However, it becomes diluted with sin when we start exercising the authority outside, I think, of those bounds for selfish reasons, for selfish gain. Um, hmm. in order to abuse the other spouse or to um, assert some sort of unholy, ungodly type of dominance. Um, or power or, or just power, control. Yeah, that the Lord has yeah. not, um, I think, set out for us to have. So I think, Paul, the next words that he says here after the you do not own your own body type of stuff, I think it's telling. He uses the word do not deprive, or at least that's how the translators mm. are doing it in the ESV version. Do not deprive one another. If you think about deprivation, like you deprive your uh, your kids of food right? if you don't feed them right? you deprive them of maybe affection or I could deprive you of mm-hmm. of affection I could deprive you of conversational attention there's a deprivation is I think it has under underneath it a need that is healthy and right and good and true mm-hmm. so it, he doesn't say Paul doesn't say wives you should have sex with your husband whenever he asks for it it's not about the husband's desire, it's about the the husband and wife need and the health of the, the need of the marriage. Mm-hmm. And he says, so that, uh, so that so that Satan may not tempt you. So he's talking about you individually. Don't deprive one another individually. Right. But also, so you as a couple will not fall into sexual temptation. Right. Because it will happen. You will, be t- if you will be sexually tempted if you're not fulfilling the sexual desires within your marriage. You're going to start looking outward. It's not... It's not a, well, I'm disciplined enough, I won't do that. No, we have a tendency, we have flesh, we have mm-hmm. sin that is always at work within us. And this this is how the Lord has set it out for us to engage mm-hmm. in sex. So there's a, a, a real need there. And Paul makes a very specific case where he, he, he says it very specifically. If you do it, do it for a reason and do it for a limited time. And then afterward, come back together. So I think... There's a very, it, it should be the very, exception and not the rule. Right. It's very defined. It's very, yeah, and it's very clearly defined. And it's, it's never, yeah. If So if if intimacy is like being intimate in a marriage, I think it's a definitely a red flag. If being intimate regularly is more uh, the anomaly than, the, re, than the, right. the norm, this should be instructive for us. It should, there should be regular 
conjugal rights being exercised right. by both the right. husband and the wife. Which granted, there are always going to be maybe not always, but there's always going to be nuances and 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 complications in some cases. Right, you have to use and you have to use discernment and wisdom through that. We're not saying across the board like you should every husband and wife should be having sex yeah, three point five times a week. If you're not, you're 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 refusing Insane. scripture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we're trying to say. But there is a theme though that yeah. that Paul is getting about. I'm getting at there, but let's go back to the original question. Right. What is it about this question, this idea that a husband takes his wife out for a nice date and therefore expects her to give well, him sex afterward? You had said something early on that it's different, right? It's the question behind the question. So we're asking that question of, you know, is the husband entitled to sex after a nice date? Well, entitled obviously rubs us all the wrong way. The The ideal response, right, is that if we are already intimate, we're already connecting we're already at a good like foundational start this type of question wouldn't necessarily rub you the wrong way and it also you would have a quick answer for it as a as a a married couple that is engaging in their conjugal rights on a regular basis you would say yeah absolutely i want to have sex with my husband after such a nice day because what a perfect (laughs) what a what a wonderful thing to what a wonderful way to end such a beautiful and wonderful day right like that is something that we have to grow into maybe i've had to grow into as a wife understanding that it's not just a it's not just a duty although part of it is um but it's not only that the lord has grown me in knowing that what we've struggled with this obviously maybe we could just walk through the day because here's what i was thinking all right so I wasn't thinking, all right, I'm going to get Selena on this. We, we took the bus from Tacoma North. It's it's a express bus. It's a nice bus. And we got up there and then we're walking around in the city. I'm not thinking the whole time, like, man, I just... Can't wait to get home and <laughs> get in bed. Okay, here's the thing. I'm not thinking that, but I'm also thinking, I hope that this ends that way. <laughs> like, to be completely honest, yeah. because I want you in that way. And I, and I, and I, I love you in that desire. way. And I think that's a healthy desire. It's when but it the, becomes... The, so here's dis- the two things. It becomes <laughs> distorted. Yeah. When that is like the only objective, I know, I, I think. know. But here, so I'm thinking two things. Okay. And well, well, really, the overall thought is I love my wife and I like spending time with her. That's mm-hmm. the overall thought. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, I'm thinking I hope it ends with a happy ending. <laughs> and then I'm thinking I hope she doesn't think it has to end with a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just being honest You're because I'm trapped. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel trapped because yeah, I clearly love you and I'm doing all this because I love you and that love should culminate in the act of making right, and love, that's a right desire. but I don't want you to feel obligated because that undermines love itself right, when you feel like I'm just doing it to get from you again foundation so it comes motivation, back to trust, it trust comes back to intimacy as a, a, theme. a theme of yeah having given conjugal rights like if we haven't had sex in six months and then he's all doing this elaborate date and, and it's out of character and, and it's very out of character then for him to kind of want that from me would feel unnatural it would feel very selfish. It would feel like he is just, you know, in, he's making his desires known and, and he's just banking that all this is going to pay off. Right. You, you know? feel like I'm basically, and this is going to sound crude, but I think it's just the right word is you're going to feel in some sense like a prostitute, like I'm just paying right. a fee right. to have access to the, the, the merchandise. Right. It just happens to take eight hours and it happens to take a lot of decorum and a lot of, you know, to kind right. of dancing around it. But ultimately, that's what it kind of makes it, it cheapens it. It does. If that's what, if that's what you suspect. Now, what, what goes through a wife's mind? Because 
okay, we, we, we're about to celebrate 19 years of mm-hmm. marriage. We've been together for 23 years. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, what have I ever done to not earn your trust in this way? <laughs> what have I ever done where you felt like this is a warranted belief that I'm obligating you to well, give me your body in a I way that you don't want to? Well, and the answer is nothing. I've not ever done... Like You've I'm, never done anything to break my, break my trust in this but area. But why then, t- after being together hesitant? 19 years, yeah, there why is that at the end of the night you're like, I mean, this isn't you. I know we've talked, processing through Because you are the most generous, selfless woman I could ever imagine. Like if ever I come to you and I'm like, Selene, I just really need comfort sexually right now. You're like, what can I do? Like let's, <laughs> like you're, you're very giving to me and I never want to, like people really care. If you care that she's very giving. <laughs> but... Still, there's. I get the sense of like, okay, Ryan's expecting this. Therefore, the guard has gone up a little bit. Is that not true? I don't think it was yesterday. I don't think that I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have to put out. Like, there wasn't that. I wasn't going <laughs> to let that kind of attitude dampen the day because it's not, again, that's just the whole wrong attitude from the start of like, mm-hmm. Well, I have to put out, okay, first of all, what does that even mean, right? Like, okay, let's look at the purposes of sex. Let's look at the what the script, scriptures teach us about uh, sex and intimacy with a spouse. It's not putting out. It mm. is connection. It is procreation. It is unification. Like, there's so much more to that picture than putting out, mm, right? And good. so if I'm just answering that question, then it's not going to be, yeah, the walls are going to go up. But again, I have to remind myself when those walls start going up, Selena, this is not what you're doing. This is what you're doing. You, which leads us to kind of like the next question of what, why, what could dating actually be in your marriage? Like, what should it Mm. be? And not just this, this, (laughs) what's the right word? It's not just this ruse, like you said, to get to have sex. It's not a transaction. It's not a transaction, but it could actually be, you know, connecting with your spouse. It could actually be spending time with them and talking with them and engaging That's with good. them. So I want to back up a little bit into that trust idea because you have all the, maybe this is going to sound too strong, but you have empirical reason, maybe all the reason in the world to know that you can trust me. Right. We've never had infidelity in our marriage. We're very honest. You've always... Like you're the only one I've ever been with yeah. and same for you. Um, so you have all the empirical evidence to say like, I, tr- I can trust my husband, but there's something in the moment that maybe would put that trust on the shelf Well, I because think- maybe it's suspicion or tiredness or, or what else could it be? Could it be, if you've listened to us for a long time, you've watched our videos, you maybe know we've had, this is some of the things that we've walked, we've talked through is uh, your default is walls and not. Like especially well, physically and I, because I of do think some of the that the family, family of origin, origin stuff, stuff yep. plays a big, a deeper role than I would like to admit. Like when you're when a parent walks out on a child, like that's at a young age, that's going to leave a lasting effect. Mm. And I never did get counseling or anything really for it. Maybe I should um, to build up trust. But you know, that's where he thinks. <laughs> Just passing mention. <laughs> I should probably get counseling for that. <laughs> he, sorry, he. <laughs> He, you still feel that I, I tend to put those walls up, but that's that's because that's a deep, deep, deep like self-preservation, and that's to to expose like the most intimate parts of myself. There's still like there's still a little bit of just the like, ha, that's that's scary. That's hot. That's what you're no, it's like it's like a it's, <laughs> Too hot to handle. it's scary. Yeah, I don't I, I I and it's only momentary, and it's usually pretty quick, but 
yeah. this side of heaven that might just be my battle right now of just with anything new, any friendships or anything that I'm very, it takes a long time to become my friend <laughs> for me to trust you because it's not that I don't want to trust you, but with deep things of the heart. And, and if we're mm. not talking scripture, then I'm sorry, it's going to take a long time for, for us to have any sort of and that's exactly friendship where like as, intimacy as a husband, let alone like, yeah, and many husbands feel this way. You can think what, so how long is it? Is 23 years together enough to set 19 years marriage? Is that a, a long enough time to have <laughs> open and unfettered access to this, to your trust? And I think maybe that's the wrong approach because husband, you gotta, you gotta know your wife too and know that, okay, yeah, she does trust you. She does. I know you trust me. Yeah. I also know that there's a warm up, warming up process that has to happen. Right. And and this is for where the, me, maybe not for you. And this is where the date. <laughs> you got to warm me up a little bit. <laughs> not just a machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is where the date conversation really comes to a head for me, is because it's like, okay, I know that you trust me. Mm-hmm. You know you trust me. We have all these years together. We've also spent eight hours being warmed up by this date. <laughs> 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 and we've laughed. We've smiled. We've been affectionate in really lighthearted ways. It's yeah. not like I'm, you know, clean. Like we're not all over each other, but like we're holding hands, a little kiss here and there, a hug here and there, uh, you know, a picture together. And so when it, you know, then you get home and it's like the kids are there, and it's like all that just just kind of like sloughs off. It's like we're <laughs> back to square one, and that, that, some of that's understandable. Yes, I so I think as a husband, that's where you, we have to get back to the heart of love. Okay, so love, yes. I, I think love by nature wants to two things, to give wholeheartedly to another person. Yeah. Like by definition, love cannot be held back in reserve. Like I, I want to give all of myself to you. If you really love that person, you can give all of yourself to them. Mm-hmm. Love also wants all of the, the other in return. Mm-hmm. This is what the gospel is. Oh, and perfect love drives out fear. And so okay. for me, well, Let me finish this thought because yeah. this is what the gospel is. Jesus has given his whole, he's died literally a sinner's death mm-hmm. so that we might be brought into the fold of God. Yeah. And he's given his entire entire self to us. What does Jesus require from us in return? Our entire self. Mm-hmm. He, he requires for us to die to ourselves. Right, That's that, there is a transactional component in that it's not transactional in that we initiated it. Jesus initiated it. Mm-hmm. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone that we are saved. But then that's when it's like, okay, as a recipient of that grace, there's there. James talks about this. It's a natural outflow of that mm-hmm. love. And so that's the picture of the gospel. I am a, a sinner receiving grace free of charge, mm-hmm. yet it will cost me everything. Mm-hmm. Not to receive it, but because I have received it. Right. Now take that picture and look at marriage and look at a date like this. <laughs> I want to give you everything. That's why yesterday I thought through, you know, the, the, the bus train, uh, fees and like had the right amount of cash on hand because they don't none of the cards never work on buses uh that's why you know i I thought of the restaurant and i knew what we were going to do and i had this whole plan and it's because i love you and i want to experience that with you Mm -hmm. and then i think the case we're making here is it's natural then to say i want all of you back like it's natural and good it's it's, natural and good and it's not like by the way if if for some reason we're not able to consummate this thing at the end of the night i'm not gonna then i mean i'll be frustrated but i'm not gonna be like Man, I don't love you anymore. It's going to be like, yeah, that was a little bit disappointing rough. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah. I, I feel like it didn't kind of come to a close. Yeah. Like it was incomplete. Sure. And that's, you know, that that leaves 
uh, an understandable amount of dissonance in the night. But, you know, as a husband, I can still say, yeah, my love is still there for you. Right. And maybe there was a need that wasn't met. I'm not going to hold it against you. Let's talk through that. Yeah. But that's the thing. And this is why I love that is generous that goes back and forth is so amazing because you're looking at me saying, I know, like, I know. Yeah. I know that that'll be good. Mm-hmm. But you don't, I, I, now maybe you can speak to that. Do you feel like this obligation and do you feel like that's a bad thing or do you feel, what, what, what goes through your mind? Because last night was, you did have some. some uh, yeah, I was enjoying, I was enjoying the time of just being together because I don't feel like we get that kind of teenagery feel to just kind of be together as a couple um, without any other obligations to anyone else. And so I was just enjoying that time together. And last night, yeah, I was really tired and there was a bit of hesitancy and you were kind of in a little bit, a little bit of a funk. Like we were well, kind I can of... sense it. I could sense the okay. hesitancy. <laughs> well, <coughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I think, yeah, it was just like off put by you. I don't know. It just kind of felt like okay, we've had this nice day together. It should kind of just be like lock and key fit and we just go. And it was like, <laughs> you know, they're just a little like, yeah, you kind of, there's a little more, there. there's a little more warming up, I think. And you know, us. and you know what, and, you know what went through my head, honestly, is I thought, okay, this can be a thing or it doesn't have to be a thing. Right. And I think that's like, this doesn't have to become a big like affront to my relationship with my wife and we've grown in that though because that was not always his response and it's not always been my response (laughs) to just bounce right back and like okay let's just let this go i mean of course why wouldn't the enemy want to attack you in that moment as well i mean you've had a nice day together it's been peaceful it's been joyful it's been like i've appreciated him he's appreciated me we feel like our buckets are full why not at the end of the day would the enemy not just be like, hey, let's just let's just make this let's just end this right. wrong and <laughs> mess this whole thing up and just kind yeah. of have it come crashing down. So that's good because you kind of got to fight for it with some resilience, to be honest. And we talk about this in our book, Fierce Marriage, about how one of the purposes of sex is to be that dim reflection again of the gospel of being yeah. fully known and still fully loved being completely and utterly revealed and naked, literally, mm-hmm. but still loved. And so in that moment, you're not only naked of course physically but you're thinking okay my my expectations my emotions my thoughts are on display here too and i remember thinking this this can be a thing or it can not be a thing and then i just thought and you remember what i said i said i don't know if you remember this but i said thanks for the awesome day or like it was a i had a really great time today and i just started thinking about all the connecting Mm -hmm. that we had done all day long see and that's i think that's wonderful because that's what it should be like dates should be those points of reference reminding us of how we love one another and how we can be grateful for one another and when those moments of like wanting to preserve self or wanting to hide or not give of ourselves we can remember right what Mm. was given to us and remember and give back and i think it does if trust has been broken it's going to take some time to kind of rebuild that that trust in the motivation of your spouse right if Mm -hmm. if i've if me as a wife if i've used sex as a bargaining tool to get other things that i want to purchase or other you know ways of feeling like he loves me or something then if you guys haven't walked through that you need to talk about that because that that, that's not the right motivation for for sex right we need Mm -hmm. to rebuild some of that trust and we need to restart um so I guess, I don't know, just some questions to ask to end the episode of asking yourselves as a couple. 
um, if, if you feel like dates are like this, if you've ever felt this kind of pressure or felt trapped <laughs> or felt like you got to put out to your spouse, you know, I call it the Stanley dynamic, the, the Stanley dynamic, just <laughs> take a few steps back and ask yourselves, like, how did we get to this point? How did dating become this in our marriage? And could it be something different? Could it actually be us connecting and loving one another and ending yeah. it with great married sex at the end like that's okay to say and that's okay to indulge in and so absolutely how can we are am i misinterpreting it as the wife or is he misinterpreting it as the husband how are we are we seeing this from an actual like godly perspective of he is giving to me because he loves me and i want to give to him because i love him not just also and i'll add to that the husband also gives of himself in intimacy as well. So it's not like now it's time for you to pay up. Right. But instead, like, and I want to make that really clear. It's not just I've done my part. Now you do yours. It's we've had this incredible day together. Mm-hmm. Let's finish this incredible day together. Yeah. And I want to continue giving of myself to you. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue receiving mm-hmm. you for my own joy, my own right. pleasure, my own like. And that's that's I think what I really want to end this on is that it is good and right and true. And beautiful for husbands for and husbands and wives to be together. Yes, and even at the end another. of a wonderful time, yeah. at the end of a date. Like if there are those feelings of oh he's ex- he's expecting this, or I have to give, or he's going to be upset, or if there's those feelings, our encouragement to you is a like you have to slough off the idea that sex is some anything other than the beautiful gift that it's that it is from God. Mm-hmm. It is not a bargaining chip. Right. It is not just a means of getting what you want from your spouse. Instead, it is yeah. something that God has given you to enjoy together. And it is good and right and true to, to want it, mm-hmm. husbands. It's good to want your wife this way. And wives, it's good for you to want your husband in that way. And I would add this to that. It's wives, it's good for your husband to want you. Yeah. And like like to embrace that. He, he And same goes for wives wanting right. their husbands. That is a very beautiful thing. Paul spends almost an entire chapter on that, or half a chapter on like giving yourselves to one another. Mm-hmm. Do not deprive one another. Yeah. Um, and then you go a few chapters further, and we won't get into it, but First Corinthians 13, all the things that love is, I think at the very bottom of like the ontology of love is it's selfless. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always giving, 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 not requiring, but so earnestly desiring you in return. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's the nature of love, yeah. and that's the nature of, of biblical marriage. And so anyway... This has been helpful for my heart just to kind of like think through this and to do it in real time. Uh, I'm thankful for you, Selena. I'm thankful that that we've walked this journey. Friends, 19 years. Mm. Like here we are still figuring this stuff out. <laughs> you don't really ever stop. It's like, good. It'd be so boring and predictable yes. otherwise, right? Yes. And so, but you got to keep talking. You got to keep the dialogue going. And you need to, more than anything else, keep your marriage centered on Christ, centered mm-hmm. on the gospel. What is the gospel? If you don't know, we have a website for you. Go to thenewsisgood.com. It's the idea. It's this reality, the truth, the good news that I'm a sinner dead in my sin, mm-hmm. but Christ came and paid the price for my sin on the cross. Mm. He died for my sin, but he didn't stay dead. Mm-hmm. He devoured death itself, and he conquered death that I might live, mm-hmm. that we might live, and he did so by his grace. And I need only have faith in him that he is enough mm-hmm. to pay the price for my sin, to be brought into the fold of God. If you want to find out more what it means to become a Christian, you want to center your marriage on the gospel, two websites for you, thenewsisgood.com, also gospelcenteredmarriage.com. It's an mm-hmm. online learning class. It 
really puts teeth to the ideas that we've just presented here at the last part of this video. Uh, with that said, let's pray. Jesus, thank you um, for this gift that is my wife, um, this gift of marriage, being able to process through these things with her, my helper, my partner. God, I thank you for um, the struggles that we get through that make us better, that sanctify us, and help us love each other better on the other side of, of it. Lord, I pray for the husbands and the wives who might be struggling for whatever reason. It might be intimacy. It might be communication. They might be in conflict. There might be uh, rebuilding trust. I pray that you would place their feet on the firm ground of your word, mm -hmm. the firm ground of the gospel, that they might begin to step forward in the truth that you've given them. Lord, I pray that this ministry, this video helps them to that end, that they might glorify you all the more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for watching. Uh, this is fun. I like processing in real time. I think we might do this more often. Are you claiming to be a verbal processor? <laughs> I guess. He's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if you're still here and you want to be a partner with us, this ministry is possible largely because of our mm -hmm. patrons. Uh, you can become a patron, become part of that tight-knit community. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. We just ask that you pray about it. If the Lord leads you, that you would take that step. Um, either way, we're going to be here as long as the Lord wills it, mm. sharing openly what it means to live a marriage in light of the gospel. That said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... In the can. See you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.